no, no plunder on TV will ever get a job again. <laughs> Hey, so uh, you guys out there know that um, Spotify uh, has a feature at the moment called Blend, right? And uh, me and Wilby have been giving it a go, haven't we? We certainly did. Uh, throughout the house, all of our housemates have been doing it, but we did it to test our um, compatibility and music taste. And what were we, 86% were we? Yeah, I think, I think 86 Which yeah. is pretty good, but um, it gives you like a, a song that like, quote unquote, brings you together, like the song that you we both listen to the most like the wait no well it's like the song that we both listen to the most I think but yeah the song that we listen to the most together or as well as I'm completely <laughs> botching this the song that we both listen to like the most of us of any of the songs that we both listen to I've <laughs> <laughs> completely lost everyone there. but basically the song that we both listen to heaps is uh, Three Lions, <laughs> yeah, which is kind of a funny, but also you know, oh, like a sad little uh, pang. Yeah, when I saw it come, I was I was reminded of um, when it was the game that you went and watched at um, Spencer and James. Yeah, house, Spencer yeah. and James's house. I think I can't remember which game it was, but you would have been listening to it on the ride home, and I was listening to it in the kitchen here, and then yeah, yeah I got home and he was just playing it in the shower, and then, then and then you came out of the shower, and I and I was like three lines, and you and you put it back on the on repeat, and then yeah, it was it was a good time, happier times, happier happier before times. it all unraveled. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, after that long-winded explanation of quite a simple thing, <laughs> this is the forty-yard switch Nailed episode it. twenty-three. <laughs> Uh, we're back, and uh, as with a week out from the Champions League starting, um, we are going to break down, and the Europa League starting actually, we are going to break down uh, all the Champions League groups, and then we're going to also, at the end, break down the two uh, Europa League groups that have Premier League teams in them. Uh, quite a bit to get through. Uh, Wilbur, do you want to start us off with Group A? Absolutely. <laughs> I'd love to. Um, so, um, starting off with last year's finalist, Man City. Um, obviously got very close and were basically expected to win last year um, but for a little brain fade from uh, Pep Guardiola the master tactician <laughs> um, and not choosing to play a or choosing not to play a centre defensive midfielder um, I reckon I don't know Wait, so re- who else is in the group again? yeah um, also <laughs> so the, the the newly strengthened PSG team um, oh, yeah. they've obviously bought in um, quite a few um, Champions Leagues into the squad. They bought eight um, just between Ramos and Messi. Um, and obviously, with everyone else that they've bought in... Um, Wait, and Wijnaldum as well. Yeah, Wijnaldum. That's oh, yeah, he's won a Champions League. League. <laughs> yeah. That's nine. <laughs> um, so, yeah, they're, they're looking quite strong and obviously going to make a... They, they definitely want to win it. They expect to win it. Yeah, and I think. you can't forget Nunez as well. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> superstar for the future um we've also got club bruges they finished 16 points clear um of second in the belgian pro league last year and they finished third behind dortmund and lazio in their champions league group last year which is respectable i mean last year lazio aren't, aren't, aren't that good so 
anyway. Um, and they've also and we've also got uh, Leipzig, who finished second in the Bundesliga, got gutted. Um, <laughs> like we talked about last episode. Yeah. So yeah, they lost Kunate as well as the other centre back. Yeah, Upamecano, Sabitza, and um, the manager yeah. Nagelsmann. Yeah. So yeah. They did. They did finish above um, United last year in the Champions League group, and like just sort of snuck back above them before the knockout stages. So they've they've got good. They've got a good record in the last few years. Uh, and they in the signed Schobberslei in the off season. Did they? Yeah, I didn't know that. Yeah. Oh, what from uh, Salzburg? The, the other Red Bull. Yeah. yeah, Red Bull. So it's, it's, Red it's, it's a signing, but it's not really like a signing because it just went from one Red Bull team to the other. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But still, it's a good good signing. Um. Yeah, how do you how do you sort of see this group going? I mean, I think it's pretty obvious who's going to qualify. Um, yeah, one and whether who finishes one and two, I a lot of people will probably jump at PSG because they're probably the favourites to win it this season. But Man City have historically been, or well, not historically, in recent history, <laughs> very good, um, especially in the group stage. They absolutely dick teams around in the group stage, for lack of a more less crude phrase, <laughs> uh, but. Yeah, I think picking them one and two is really difficult. I think it definitely is. Like, as good as Leipzig are, they're not on the same caliber. They might nab a point against one of those two teams, but I don't see them qualifying. I do see Leipzig, when they drop down to the Europa League, finishing because I, I do see them finishing third. They could go quite a distance in, in the Europa League, but yeah, for me, um, Club Bruges is going to get whipped yeah. by all three. It's not, it's not going to be a fun... Um set of fixtures for them yeah. at all no. <laughs> uh, but yeah uh, it's, it's Man City PSG for me do you see either of them finishing one or two kind of tough to call I reckon Man City will finish first and then PSG and then do you reckon PSG war- uh, gets better as the tournament goes on because they're still not fully gelled yet I think so yeah I, I think there's still definitely like a, a bit of work to be done despite having that many good players um I suppose like Messi has only just started playing just before the international break, um, and we're we're going into this um, these group stage fixtures next week, as you said. So, yeah, they might need a bit of time to gel. Um, and Man City seem to have hit the ground running in the Champions League pretty well. So cool. Yeah. So yeah, probably probably City one, PSG two, Leipzig three, Bruges four. As we uh, continue, uh, I think oh you've also got this one. <laughs> Another one for me. Uh, yeah. All right. Group so, B. First of all, Liverpool. Um, very shaky season last year, um, but basically they, they haven't done much in, in the transfer market. They got um, Konate from, from Leipzig, as we just mentioned, um, but they've done a lot of business in the transfer market without having signed anyone. They've got all their star players on new long-term contracts. Um, got rid of a bunch of dead wood. Yeah, and, and the squad's looking fit um, and good early in the Premier League season, so... That's them. <laughs> um, AC Milan are back in the Champions League after missing after missing it last year. Have they missed it for a couple of years, or was it just last year? Not sure. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, they've they've not been the European powerhouse people knew them to be in the two thousands for some time. No, not yeah. at all. Um, but yeah, they, they they did come second in in Syria last season. They lost Donnarumma and um, Shalanolu in the off season but did bring in Olivier Giroud so yeah who's obviously going to kill it in the Serie A I'm not sure he's going to be able to do everything in, in the Champions League especially coming up against teams like uh, this is a, team this, is, this is a good group yeah yeah. <laughs> um, 
Atletico is next. Um, obviously won the Liga last year. They've lost um, Sao Niguez, but um, got Griezmann back for a fraction of the of the cost, which is good business from Barcelona again. Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, I, I think they'll do well, but we'll get to that in a second. Yeah. And then the uh, lastly, it's Porto. They finished second um, in the Portuguese league last year. Unfamiliar territory for them. Yeah. Yeah, they've got some good players. They ended up holding on to Luis Diaz, which... Um, Pains you. Yeah, it's a bit disappointing for me. Um, they just didn't want James Rodriguez, which is fair enough. Yep. <laughs> um, but yeah, they finished second in their Champions League group last year. But they obviously usually perform relatively well yeah, they're a in team the Champions that... League and get knocked out in like the first knockout stage. Yeah, they're, they're, they're a regular in the knockout stage, but they don't usually make it past the round of 16 or quarterfinals generally yeah and incidentally um, it was um, Olivier Giroud who knocked them out off for Chelsea yeah Yeah. Um, so how do you see this one going I think I think Liverpool will top the group and Atletico will also qualify for the knockout stages Um, I think Milan will finish last and Porto will um, Milan go, last go to the Europa League yeah crazy I think there's quite a bit of flux in their team like they've lost some big like Shalinola was huge for them last year he was he was he was and I don't know Porto just seem to be a bit more solid performers also of, they're con- of late they because they, they're like you said they're quite a mainstay in the Champions League they probably know how to work the group stage a little bit better yeah than uh, AC Milan haven't, who haven't maybe they were in there maybe a season or two ago but then weren't there for a couple of seasons before then a lot of players who haven't got that European experience uh, as much uh, I, I, was, I was thinking Milan before you mentioned that thinking they was finished third but that's actually a good point this is a really tough group arguably the, the toughest group to get like in the entire uh, tournament I, I do think despite Atletico looking good I still think Liverpool tops it uh, but yeah that's a, that's a good shout actually Milan finishing third and Porto uh, Milan finishing fourth and Porto finishing third. Yeah, I think they'll, I think they'll just be a little bit stronger. M- Milan, yeah, like I said, their their team has sort of been gutted of their of their better players. Mm. Losing Donnarumma is huge. Yeah, it's massive. Yeah, but um, yeah, so that's that. So Porto into the Europa League. Yeah, they could probably go pretty far. They could also too. cause some trouble. All the teams, a lot of the teams from these sort of quote unquote groups of death that drop down generally will cause go all the way uh, in the Europa, Europa League, League. <laughs> <laughs> alright well that brings me on to uh, Group C with uh, obviously Ajax Besiktas Dortmund and Sporting uh, now obviously Ajax won the Eredivisie last year by, by 16 points easily the best team uh, in that league uh, roughly the same squad uh, as, as last season uh, some, they sold some of the depth, uh, depth players and added a couple of wingers uh, so there's no real notable transfers there um, obviously, not the same team that was consistently making all those UC, you know, like deep UCL runs before they lost uh, De Ligt, Van der Beek, uh, De Jong, and Ziyech all in one window. They usually need a little bit of time to sort of rebuild again, find a few new amazing um, youth prospects, yeah. and then they'll go far again. <laughs> but yeah, um, again, like a very consistent performer will challenge in this group which is apart which is pretty even after Dortmund in my opinion uh, then obviously Besiktas uh, 
won the Super League last last season. Interestingly, by one goal difference, they won the Super League in Turkey. Oh, really? Last year, yeah. A, one, a level on points with Galatasaray. Uh, they brought in and sold a lot of people uh, on loans and free transfers because no one in the Turkish League has any money. Uh, notably, Pjanic and Batshuayi they brought in. Um, oh, Batshuayi. Yeah, the Batman. Uh, but <laughs> no, floats around so much. Yeah. Um, the Turkish League could be good for him, but no real, like, Pjanic is 35, I'm pretty sure. No real, like, game breakers. Obviously, them and Galatasaray are powerhouses in um, the Turkish League, but against the top teams from the big five in Europe, they generally don't fare very well. I don't see them qualifying. Uh, then we've got Dortmund. Uh, obviously, finished third in the Bundesliga last season, a point behind Leipzig. Obviously, like we've talked about multiple times, lost Jaden Sancho to United. Also lost, interestingly, Thomas Delaney, who was quite a uh, solid centre midfielder, performed well for Denmark in the Euros, yeah, if you remember. Where, where did he go to? He went to Sevilla. Sevilla, true. Yeah, we'll, get to, we'll talk about them later. Um, <laughs> but they brought in, uh, from PSV, Donjon Marlin. Uh, yeah. So quite a good, uh, you lose Sancho, you bring in Marlin type of deal. I mean, yeah, that's just, again, just great business from Dortmund. Yeah, I and, rate Marlon very highly. Yeah, and like they, the, the net spend between Sancho and Marlon is negative 40 million euros. So yeah, it's right. crazy. <laughs> uh, and again, yeah, they still have Erling Haaland, arguably one of the top five strikers in the world already at 20, at 20 years old. Uh, and I consistently keep making it out of the UCL group stage every year. Uh, I, in this group especially, I see them topping it. Uh, and then finally, we've got Sporting. Uh, they won the Primera Liga, uh, the Portuguese League, uh, for the first time in 19 years last season uh, by five points, uh, seemingly because they utilised the Bruno Fernandes money from the previous season well, is what I've heard. Um, they did lose Nune Mench. Nune Mench, yeah, I was just going to say. <laughs> uh, but they brought in a few good replacements, such as uh, Joao, no, Ruben Vinagra from Wolves, also uh, brought in Joao Virginia from Everton as the backup keeper. Oh, did they? Yeah. Oh, nice. <laughs> and uh, also got Pablo Sarabia on loan from PSG. That's good. That's, yeah, that's he's, a a, good. he's a talent. Uh, Sporting have not been in the Champions League in, um, since 2017-18 and haven't made it past the round of 16 since the 2000s. So they're a bit of an unknown. I could see them pushing for the second spot for sure, but who gets it out of Ajax and them? Probably tough to call. Uh, I don't know enough about sporting. All I know is that they've recently come good since they got the money from Fernandez. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I see Besiktas finishing last, uh, Dortmund finishing first, and those two swing teams. I don't I'd, really know. I'd I'd say probably Ajax finishing above Sporting. Just just like like you were saying before, just that bit more experience in the Champions League, and yeah, just just historically better. But yeah, it'll it'll, it'll definitely be very. Close. I would I would be inclined to be, agree with you. Also, I think. I rate their manager. Like, I don't really know who Sporting's manager is, but I know Ten Hag for Ajax is an incredible manager. He's he's the guy that brought all those talents out and then managed to sell them and then kept them relevant yeah. through that whole time. So he's uh, he's quality. And yeah, so I'd probably have Dortmund Besiktas. No, <laughs> Dortmund Ajax, uh, Sporting Besiktas. Uh, Sporting could also do some damage, like we said, for every group so far um, in the Europa League as well. Yeah. I think, I think they just might be a little bit more suited to... To the Europa League. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, then that brings us on to... Uh, we're really speeding through these groups here, but um, that brings us on to Group D, which is two good teams 
and then a team that kind of like it is tricky, and then a team I've never even heard of. Yeah, I've just I've just <laughs> just seeing that now. Yeah, so obviously we've got Inter, uh, Inter Milan, uh, Internazionale, you know. The big wow. boys. Nice pronunciation. <laughs> Thanks, mate. <laughs> well, we did Italian in high school. I didn't, yeah. by the way. Um, so they obviously they won City R last season by twelve points, uh, dominating um, the league. But then they lost Antonio Conte. They lost Romelu Lukaku. They lost Ahraf Hakimi. They lost Politano, who was a, a good winger for them, uh, and a number of other depth players. But then they also brought in a lot of players as well, including Dumfries, Jeko, and Chalanolu. Yeah, uh, good, for like good a, signings for a fraction of the price. Yeah, um, so it seems as well that all, like all of the um, Italian teams in this transfer market were just trying to reduce their wage bill. Oh yeah, they're like all in struggling debt. massively yeah. in debt. Yeah. yeah, it's very similar to the Turkish league, except they have a little, not that like they're not, not as, as bad, fucked yeah. <laughs> uh, economically. Um, despite yeah, but then so yeah, but while the players they brought in were good. I don't see, apart from Dumfries, Jekko and Chalanula having the same impact as a um, Politano or a Lukaku. Uh, but, yeah, so despite last season's success, the last time Inter made the round of 16 was a decade ago and have only made the UCL group stage four times uh, since then, including this season. So, yeah, right. again, fluctuating levels of European experience in that team. Again, an, an, an unknown with a new manager as well. I still have them... Probably finishing second, but they could slip up against Shakhtar. I think Shakhtar are a team that can nab points off big teams quite a lot, historically. Yeah, yeah they have done that quite often in the past, right? Yeah. 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 And we'll get onto them in just a second. But yeah, Real Madrid next. Um, obviously, the best team in Champions League history. Uh, finished second in the Liga last season, two points behind rivals Atletico. Um, but then obviously have lost... UCL winning centre back pairing, Ramos and Varane. Yeah. I mean, and I, I've got them. I've got it down. They lost Odegaard. Not that big a deal <laughs> for them. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> uh, but then they also brought in David Alaba and Camavinga, and also got Gareth Bale back on loan, who seems to be up for it this season. So yeah, but yeah, it'll be interesting to see how um, how Ancelotti goes back in the um, and they got back in the big time. Well. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And considering recently, yeah, all the Champions League they recently won Ronda Zidane, not another manager so it'll be interesting to see how they fare with a new manager um yeah i've got it down most successful team in history and made semis last year but i do think with without that center back pairing them and a new manager i think like they'll get out of the group i don't know how i don't know if they'll reach the semis though yeah i think the thing is with real that they're still like a transfer window away from probably where they want to be yeah but this group isn't the hardest. Isn't the hardest, and I probably, I probably just because I have serious question marks about Inter, I probably have them topping it. But it, it'll be closer than uh, it would have been a season or two ago, yeah. because of Shakhtar, who I'm going to now talk about. Uh, finished second in the Ukrainian Premier League uh, last season, eleven points behind Dynamo Kiev. Uh, spent a combined forty million euros on a centre back, a winger, and a centre forward to strengthen their team without any notable outgoings. Uh, and yeah, they're often a, su- a surprise package. They they take they took it to Real Madrid last season in the group stage. Uh, can often get results, nab points, and they're uh, Ukraine is a tough place to go for. Yeah, I was team. just gonna say yeah, going to, going to Donetsk wouldn't be easy, especially no. now fans are back in the stadiums. Absolutely, the atmosphere will be um, a tough place to go. Um, so yeah, I have I have them finishing third, but I, I like this is one where I'm like if either Inter or Real Madrid falter a little bit, 
there could be a real upset on the cards here and Shakhtar could go through just because Inter and Real Madrid are nowhere near as strong as they were last season yeah uh, for multiple reasons yeah and like you said like it seems like Donetsk have a bit more continuity in their in their team from, for sure from, from last season yeah and then uh, so yeah uh, and then finally Sheriff where, where are these guys from, <laughs> they're from they're, so they won the Moldovan League uh, Moldovan National League last season by 16 points and qualified for the UCL group stage uh for the first time, as far as my research uh, goes, <laughs> so uh, must have won in the qualifying games in like the the various rounds before yeah, the yeah. group stage. Um, complete unknown. Let's be honest. <laughs> I don't know anything about this team. First time I ever heard of them was when the group stage came out. Um, but I think it's a fairly safe bet to think that they won't be at the level of the other three teams. No, probably not. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it, 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 it's obviously a great occasion for them to have, to have Real Madrid into Milan and probably Shakhtar Donetsk too come to come to their stadium and play. But yeah, for sure. I can't see them. I can't see them making it to the Europa no. League. <laughs> It'll be cool if any of their like if to watch one of their games against Inter or Real Madrid to see what uh, the, the away like their home leg um, yeah. to see what their stadium looks like yeah. if it's quite like a small club stadium in, in Moldova somewhere yeah no, that would be good I mean I, I'd also love to see them win again. get ahead of all of these guys but yeah, yeah it's probably not gonna... probably a bit of a pipe dream yeah. but yeah for me uh, I'll put it to you in a sec but for me I've probably got this Real Madrid Inter Shakhtar Sheriff but like I said before Shakhtar a dark horse yeah just for Variety. I'll put I'll put Shakhtar above Inter. Oh, I like it. I yeah. like it. I like it. Any anyone who's listening out here thinking about putting bets on this, you know, not that we're encouraging sports gambling. That could be a, a sneaky be, one. If if I was a betting man. <laughs> uh, and now, fine. Uh, so then, yeah. So that's Group D. And then one more time for me before you go back to Wilbur. Group E. We have got uh, Barcelona, Bayern, Benfica, and Dinamo Kiev. Uh, this on paper is like two good teams and two decent but not great teams but for me I feel like this is going to be buying head and shoulders above everyone else yeah, uh, yeah I was just going to say in reality it's one good team yeah and three average teams <laughs> yeah so obviously we're going to go through Barcelona first finished third in La Liga last season uh, five points behind Real Madrid in second Lost Messi, lost Griezmann, most notably, uh, and are in substantial financial trouble. I had multiple players taking pay cuts just to register players that they got on transfers, like uh, Depay, uh, like Aguero, but also brought in Depay, Eric Garcia, and Luke De Jong. Not that Luke De Jong was a notable transfer, in my opinion, but I think he was a scramble towards the end, wasn't yeah. he? Yeah. Um, have gone obviously the the fall from grace of going from uh, Messi, Suarez, and Griezmann to now. Uh, Depay, Aguero, and Luke Dion, <laughs> or Martin Braithwaite. I mean, that is a really like one of the most catastrophic transfer windows from a team in recent history. Really, yeah. Like to also lose Messi because of the wage bill, and then get rid of Griezmann, who might have freed up the money to keep Messi. Like, it's ridiculous. It's just, it's just crazy. It's, it's, it's crazy. Yeah. And my, my last note on them is a successful histo- a historically successful club in the UCL but have been underwhelming in the last five to six years and I expect them to fall off further this season. Be very interesting to see them in the Europa League. Yeah, I don't think... I still think they'll finish second just because I don't have that high hopes for Benfica and Dinamo Kiev but, like, it'll be rough. I reckon Dinamo, they, they'll drop points 
more than just against Bayern. I think the other thing is they've obviously got pressures in the Spanish league, um, and they don't they don't have depth either. Like they've got yeah, like we said before, there's four players, um, and nothing really below that. So, yeah, and yeah. like they're starting like Pedri and Frankie De Jong and Busquets almost sp- every game in midfield. I suppose they do have Ansu Fati coming. He's coming back from injury. He's taking right? the number ten from Messi. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah, yeah. but I yeah um to to be honest, I, I don't know much about him. I haven't seen him play much. Obviously, he's very highly regarded. So so maybe he's someone. But again, um, that they've got in depth. I don't but... think an eighteen-year-old is the answer, though. Yeah, especially at the Champions League level. Yeah, yeah. But I suppose that does bring it out to five players Attacking. you can look to. Yeah, yeah. But again, like you, you put it up against the next team I'm going to mention, Bayern. Now, uh, obviously, won the Bundesliga last season by thirteen points, easily better than anyone else, and then absolutely. Uh, they lost David Alaba, but then absolutely routed the team that finished second, Leipzig, taking their manager, best centre-back and centre-midfielder, like we mentioned last episode. Uh, a consistent top performer in the Champions League and probably one of the favourites to win it this season. And like, if you stack up their team versus Barcelona's team this season, like it's not even close. Yeah. Like that, I, I wouldn't be surprised if like we see more of like you remember like when they lost eight two in aggregate or whatever it was. Yeah. If we see more of that in the, across the two group games, I mean it. It should on paper it should be worse than that, right? Yeah. It should, it should be worse, but we'll we'll see. We'll see. <laughs> yeah. So like yeah, that they'll they'll easily top the group, and I would I I've got them at least making the semis by and bar. Uh, big surprise because like the players they've added are like not just good players but like tough players as well and very technically good and their manager as well is a genius yeah so we've got Benfica finished third in the Primera Liga <laughs> I thought you were going to try that when I saw it before <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> um, last season four points behind Porto and nine points behind Winter Sporting uh, lost a number of attacking options uh I've got they lost left back and they also lost left back Nuno Tavares to Arsenal I just wanted to throw that one in there <laughs> less important as to the number of attacking options they lost but um, have replaced most of these notably with Yeremchuk from Ukraine the st- one oh, of their stars true, yeah. and João Mario who they got on a free from Inter he's a uh, mainstay in the Portuguese national team um, good good signings just good signings quietly good signings yeah uh, I, they usually don't make it past the group stage in the Champions League and occasionally do okay in the Europa League but but they can be a slip up fixture for big teams not as much as like a Shakhtar usually is but like, uh, like historically they've had they've had decent teams they just again they have a similar problem to like an Ajax as any good players they have leave yeah and they're not as good as Ajax at, uh, you know bouncing back from that so it's like I, I, Dinamo Kiev just because there, who I've got them next. Um, I, I think they're over, overall a better team than Dinamo Kiev in a better league, but Dinamo Kiev are like a powerhouse in the Ukrainian league, along with Shakhtar. So, yeah, and they and that and Dinamo Kiev finished 11, uh, 11 points ahead of Shakhtar last season. Um, generally, nothing more than a group stage team, but a, like a like Shakhtar, a tricky away fixture for everyone. Yeah. So, who finishes third and fourth in the group out of those two? I don't know, but I've got probably Bayern, Barca. Benfica, Kiev. Yeah, to, to be honest with this one, it's d- difficult for me to know. Like, like you say, they seem at that sort of similar level. They're not in a great league, but they they powerhouses in those um, not such great leagues. Um, but yeah, I will 
I'll put Kiev above Benfica. <laughs> seem a bit tougher. Yeah, no. That's just like a roll of the dice, but uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, anyway, um, moving on to your next group. Will be. My team. Yeah. Um, <laughs> my, my second team. Yeah. Um, so yeah, Group F, run through United, Atlanta, Villarreal, and BSC Young Boys. Are they an Israeli team? BSC Young Boys? Yeah. No, they're Swiss. Oh, Swiss. Yeah, they've, lo- they've won the last four Swiss league titles. Oh, damn. Yeah. And they, lo- they won the last one by 31 points. Oh, damn. <laughs> and they're still going to finish last in this yeah. group, probably. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, I, I, I've seen United go to um, Young Boys um, in recent history in the Europa League, and they just sort of knock them out of the park. Yeah. I think, yeah, winning the Swiss League by 31 points is good feat, but when you're coming up against um, Atalanta, VRL, and United, it's going to be difficult. I also saw as well, they just um, got ex-Huddersfield boss David Wagner as their new manager. The young boys. Yeah. All right. Cool. That's pretty cool. Um, anyway, on to, <laughs> on, to, on to United. Yeah. Obviously, they've just had a great um, transfer window, which we've, we've spoken at, um, at length about. I definitely think... I mean, just looking at um, last year's Champions League campaign, they sort of did so well in the first sort of set of games. And in the second set of games, they fell apart. I just think Cristiano Ronaldo is hopefully going to be a big difference in terms of those bigger games. I mean, they also lost against Villarreal in that Europa League final. Cristiano Ronaldo is is the perfect ingredient to sort of get you over the line in, 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 a game in, like that. in those instances. So I've got them... Finishing top, nice. Out of hope. <laughs> oh, I think that's a fairly good shout. Like, yeah. like they're, 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 it's, it's not as hard a group as it was last season. Although, not no disrespect to Atlanta or Villarreal, but like they're a much better team than they were last season. Yeah, and if you yeah looking at Atlanta, they finished third in the Serie A, thirteen points adrift of of Inter. Um, they do they have performed well in the Champions League in recent history, but some of their players. What is, who's that striker? Duvan Zapata? Nah, the the older one. Like, is he still playing? I'm not sure. Anyway. Oh, Ilicic. Yeah, yeah, yeah Ilicic. Yeah, yeah. I feel like they've got a few of those players that are, have been good for them in, in recent history but haven't really strengthened that much and seem to be falling off. Yeah, a, their a captain's bit. getting quite old as well. I'm pretty sure Papu Gomez. Or That's, yeah, Papu yeah. Gomez. Yeah, 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 exactly. So, yeah. I mean, I, I still think they're likely to finish second just because um, Villarreal, they finished seventh in the Liga last year and oh, well, only, only got into the Champions League through the Europa so League. So no win. good evening for memory. <laughs> I don't think it's going to be a good evening, but they'll go through to the Europa League, in my opinion, and, and then probably, probably win the Europa League. Yeah, because it's Una Emery's Cup, that yeah, one. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So yeah, I've got United, Atalanta, Villarreal, and then... BSC Young Boys. Yeah, no, I like that. I like that. That's probably exactly what I'd have. I think it'll be close between Villarreal and Atlanta, but uh, I also think that um, it, it's Villarreal will probably prefer going down to yeah the Europa League. I think finish finishing seventh in your in your normal league. That's that's not a Champions League team quality team. Yeah, no, nah, without a doubt. But yeah, uh, oh yeah, wait, is, I, I'm, I'm I'm next. Okay, yeah, <laughs> Whoops. Yeah. Uh, as we move on, Group G. God, there's so many groups. I keep forgetting how many, how, how deep the Champions League is. <laughs> anyway, Group G is Lille, uh, 
Red Bull Salzburg, uh, Sevilla, and Wolfsburg. So Lille, to cap us off, start us off. Uh, last year's Ligue 1 uh, winners. By nice. W- okay. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, by one point over Paris Saint-Germain. Uh, shocked everyone, really. Obviously, that's not going to happen this season. They're 10th currently. Really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> They, uh, they lost quite a few players. Yeah, they lost uh, Bubakara Samare, their main goalkeeper, uh, Mainan, I think I'm saying that right, and one of their best wingers, uh, Arujo. Aru, Aruyo. I don't know how to say that. <laughs> um, I have no idea if that's the right. And didn't really invest, reinvest in anyone of note um, and obviously have struggled to start League uh, League One. I'm not going to try that again. League <laughs> uh, <laughs> 1. Um, have only made the group UCL group stage three times in the last decade. So... Yeah. Yeah, I, 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 with how many with like with how many players they lost who were key to them winning the league, and it kind of it kind of felt like a bit of a flash in the pan them winning the league last season as well. Uh, and also, yeah, I think this is the most open group out of any of the groups um, in the Champions League. But I, it'll I, it'll be a challenge for them to qualify because I think there are some better teams in the league uh, in the group. Sorry, uh, one of them is not Red Bull Salzburg. <laughs> Uh, obviously, they to be in the Champions League, they won the Austrian League last season by 15 points. But then they lost uh, Pats and Dacca, their top scorer, scoring who scored like 50 goals in in all competitions for them last yeah, season. Yeah, so crazy. Uh, and obviously signed to Leicester. We've talked about this before. And they also lost uh, one of their best centre midfielders, uh, Mwepu, to Brighton for a combined fee for both of those players for 53 million euros, as well as some other depth players, um, and seem to have reinvested in cheaper options. Yeah, uh, it's probably probably works for them league wise, but in terms of uh, the Champions League, um, yeah, since the emergence of Erling Haaland in 2019, they've been in the group stage every year, but haven't progressed past that. Yeah. So I, again, I don't. I probably see them finishing bottom. So Jobbers Lie played for these guys too, right? Yeah. yeah. So they, oh, they lost him too. That's yeah. another big. So both teams gutted. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, both both Red Bull teams copped it. Um, but yeah, uh, I I see I have them finishing bottom of this group just because while it's not a particularly strong group, the other three teams are better. The team I I think will bit will top the group is Sevilla. Obviously finished fourth uh, in La Liga behind Barcelona. Uh, brought in Eric Lamella, Thomas Delaney from Dortmund. Uh, and a centre mid called Muir from Wolves I've never heard of before that, but they spent 16 million euros on him and a, and a right back from River Plate um, and, but also lost Luke Dion and Brian Gill to Tottenham yeah good signings though those first yeah. two are very astute signings very astute sure. signings so uh, I think they've, they haven't lost too much and they've strengthened the areas they did lose in uh, they usually dominate the Europa League especially when Uno Emery was their coach won three in a row uh, but they could end up favourites to top this group, so they might not qualify for the Europa League this season. Jeez, they'll be disappointed. Yeah, yeah. I know. <laughs> and a team I think will finish, uh, will be, could be even challenge for topping the group, but probably will end up finishing second, uh, behind, uh, is Wolfsburg. They currently lie first in the Bundesliga after three games. Uh, finished fourth in the Bundesliga, three points behind Dortmund last season. Uh, it's their first time in the Champions League group stage since 2015-16. Uh, and they are somewhat of an unknown, but just considering the fact that they did so well in the Bundesliga last season, the fact that they've come hot out of the door in the Bundesliga this season, I you know I don't see any reason why they shouldn't in a group like this 
do well. Do yeah. well. I, I feel like German teams generally just in in a in a group like this where there might be a lot of just not so good teams. If you're just well organized, which German teams generally are, yep. you can just you can you can do quite well. Yeah, I think Lille will be a bit of a bit all over the place. Yeah, and Salzburg are not good enough. So yeah, I can see them finishing second for sure. So you've got Sevilla, Wolfsburg, Lille, Salzburg. I got no complaints. Yeah, yeah cool. <laughs> Cheerio. Move on then. <laughs> Agreed. Uh, last group. So we got Group H. Um, it's actually a pretty interesting one. We got Chelsea, Juventus, Malmo, um, which is uh, obviously Zlatan's team. Oh yeah, true. Yeah. And um, Zenit St. Petersburg. Um, so so with Chelsea, obviously uh, reigning champions. Had a fantastic um, transfer window, bringing in Lukaku. Yeah, they look good, man. <laughs> <laughs> what can I say? Sao Niguez as well. Yeah, exactly. Sao Niguez as well. I just think... I think definitely in this group, I, they, they can top it. They oh, can yeah. Top it for sure. Juventus uh, only finished... Like, you'll get it onto in a second, but like aren't the team they were two seasons ago. No. Uh, and especially they lost Ronaldo, despite already not being that good last season. So... I think I think something with Juventus though they were they were definitely ready to get rid of Ronaldo and I think a lot of the feeling around Juventus was that he was actually stifling their forward line. Yeah, I've heard that too. Yeah. yeah. So Dybala and other players can flourish more with him gone. Exactly. Dybala, Chiesa, they bought in Locatelli, they bought in Moise Keane who superstar. I, I, have, I have mixed feelings about, but he is he's decent and if he's got those players around him he's definitely not going to stifle them in the way that Ronaldo might yeah. might have. But yeah, um they, they finished fourth behind uh, Atalanta um on barely on, scraped it in ahead of Napoli on on goal difference. Um but yeah, I've I've got them to finish second just because Zenit and Malmo just probably aren't, aren't up to the same standard as these guys. But Zenit and Malmo won their respective leagues by some distance uh, last year. I can Zenit. I've got Zenit over Mal, Malmo just just purely on their you know their um, league being better. Their league being better, but also they they've got a, like a longer history in the Champions yeah. League. Yeah. And also, uh, Arsenal played Malmo either in last year's Europa League or the Europa League the year before, and they're not very good. Yeah. Like and that, like both last two years, Arsenal have been not very good, and Malmo were an easy fixture. Yeah, so, I think like it's, I reckon, the the Russian league would be miles ahead of where the Swedish league is mm. is at. In the same way that the Premier League is probably miles of. Miles ahead of where the Russian league's at. So, yeah, no, yeah, for sure, for sure. So yeah, I, I would have no complaints with that either. Uh, Chelsea, Juventus, Zenit, Malmo. Yeah, yeah. Can Chelsea go all the way again? I think I have them probably in the semi-finals again. Uh, it's just hard to tell. It's just hard to tell. Like teams have gotten so much stronger, especially Bayern and PSG. Um, yeah, I don't know. Uh, once once the groups they just finish we, we, we'll do our predictions for who we think is going to go all the way but um, for now I reckon <laughs> let's leave it there <laughs> let's, just, let's just leave it who we think is going to top the uh, the groups uh, so we'll post uh, all of these on our Instagram each group with how we think it's going to finish uh, but yeah that's that's the Champions League roundup and just before we finish we'll quickly go through the two Europa League groups that have Premier League teams in them obviously there are a number of groups with interesting teams. You can look at uh, the Group B with Monaco, PSV, Real Sociedad. You can look at um, 
uh, Group E, Galatasaray, Lazio, Marseille, uh, Lokomotiv Moscow. You can look at um, Group G, Leverkusen, Celtic Betis. But the two, t- the two groups we've chosen are Group C and Group H. So, Wilbur, let me tell you about Group C first. <laughs> I can't uh, wait. So we've got uh, Legia Warsaw, Leicester City, Napoli and Spartak Moscow. Uh, Legia Warsaw won the Polish league last season by five points. Uh, a Europa League mainstay, but not a team that generally makes it past the round of thirty-two. If they, uh, if they ever, if they even make it that often, which I don't think they do. Yeah. Um, then we've got Leicester. Obviously, finished fifth in the EPL last season, a point behind Chelsea again. Again, <laughs> uh, only notable player they lost was the depth attacking midfielder in Dennis Pratt, but then bought in Sumare, Daka, Vestergaard, Bertrand, and then added Adamola Lookman on loan. So had a very productive window. Um, obviously, preparing to have a de- deep squad for another Europa League run, and they qualified for the round of thirty-two last season, and will undoubtedly looking be looking to better that this season. I have them topping the group ahead of another decent team, Napoli, who finished fifth in the City R behind Juventus, only on goal difference, like you mentioned before. Uh, lost a centre forward in Milik, but brought in Politano from Inter and uh, Angisa from Fulham, the defensive midfielder slash centre back. I think it's quite a good piece of business. He was a less bad player in quite a bad Fulham team last season. They'll be fighting Leicester for the top of the group, barring any shocks from the other two teams. But I just think Leicester have a deeper, and this could be my Premier League bias showing, but I think they have a deeper and better squad than Napoli. I'd say so too. And it's definitely something that they've worked on because like we say, they've just missed out in that Champions League spot two seasons in a row now. And obviously understand that they need some extra depth. So. Yeah, and and they've just missed out in a, in a better league. Yeah. The Napoli have missed out in a worse league, yeah. in my opinion. Uh, and lastly, we've got Spartak Moscow, second in the Russian Premier League behind Zenit, who you mentioned before, eight points behind them. Uh, lost Alex Kral to West Ham. Brought brought in Victor Moses from Chelsea, ah. six million euros. <laughs> so who knows how good he'll be, but he could be good in the Russian league. I think Chelsea had done well to get six million. For, yeah. yeah, definitely. He must be old now. Right? I think he's in his thirties yeah. for sure. Yeah, uh, a team that seems to jump up and down between the UCL and the and the UEL um, quite a bit. Uh, but again, like like any team in Russia, they're a tough away fixture. Uh, but yeah, I have them finishing third behind, uh, ahead of Warsaw, but behind the other two teams I just mentioned. So for me, it's Leicester, Napoli, Moscow, Warsaw. Wilbur, awesome. your thoughts? I'll put Napoli ahead of Leicester. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, any reason why? Um, European experience, maybe? Or? I mean, yeah. I mean, they've definitely got more, like a lot more European experience. I mean, that is that's obviously historical. But yeah. I don't know. I'd, I, finishing just fifth and finishing just the, in in the Serie A and the and the EPL, I feel like it isn't isn't that different. And I feel like maybe Napoli just do have one or two more being closer to world class players in you know the likes of um, Insigne and uh, Mertens. Yeah, yeah, true, true. No, that's, it's not a bad shout, man. I think I just I, less. I've got a soft spot you for Leicester. Leicester. Like, <laughs> like you've got a soft spot for United. So, yeah. um, all right. And finally, uh, to round us out, we've got Group H. Uh, we've got uh, friend of the show Rezix boys Dinamo Zagreb. Uh, we've got Ghent or Gank, depending depending on what you Google. Uh, it's how it's spelt different ways. Um, They're anglicised. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and then we've got. Uh, Rapid Vienna 
from Austria. And we've got West Ham, obviously. So Dinamo Zagreb won the Croatian League by eight points last season, seemed to win the Croatian League every year. Um, although, notably, they lost quite a decent centre-back in Vardiol, from the Euros, you remember, and an attacking midfielder called Mayer. Uh, I don't know much about him, but they someone bought him for 10 million euros, so he must be a decent player. And didn't really replace those two with any players of notes. Had a couple of two and three million dollar transfer, dollar euro transfers. But uh, again, they'll probably win the uh, Croatian League, and I probably will test West Ham for the topping the group. Again, another team that is a mainstay between the Champions League and the Europa League, frequently um, jumping between the two, yeah. should challenge for the top of the group. Um, I don't know if I have them winning it, but they'll challenge. Uh, now, this is interesting. When you said before that... Um, what team did you say that won the Belgian League? Club Bruges? Yeah. Yeah, because when I looked up Genk, it said they finished top of their league, which is in Belgium. So maybe they're in a different league. So I'm going to do a quick little fact check here. Yeah, because I think when I looked, it was Club Bruges 16 points clear of Brussels. Oh, right. So Belgium... Might have been looking at the wrong year. Belgian <laughs> League uh, 20 uh, to 21. Ah, they finished fourth between, between Antwerp and Anderlecht and Club Bruges, obviously. Uh, so that's a little bit of a funny little <laughs> thing there. Anyway, uh, so they finished fourth. Another team that can occasionally find themselves in the uh, Champions League. I remember them playing against Real Madrid and Liverpool in recent history. Uh, but And they'll probably test the group favourites, West Ham and Dinamo Zagreb, but I don't see them qualifying. And then Rapid Vienna are shit, in my opinion. <laughs> Arsenal's, Arsenal's played against them recently in the Europa League and they were d- really bad. Uh, they finished second in the Austrian League, 15 points behind Red Bull Salzburg. Austrian League is already pretty dire and they finished 15 points behind Salzburg. So... Yes, yeah, it's, it's, um, it's going to be hard to push either West Ham or, or Zagreb, but Genk-Vienna might be a good match. Yeah, it could be. <laughs> and then obviously we've got West Ham. Finished sixth in the EPL last season, one point behind Leicester. Only notable loss was Philippe Anderson uh, going to Lazio, but then they brought in Zuma, Vlasic, Kral, Craig Dawson and Ariola. Lots of depth there, which is something we were worrying about them before the season started. Uh, back in Europe for the first time since 2016-17 when they made the Europa League. Uh, this team is easily good enough to challenge for top of the group. And while they don't have as much European experience as Dinamo Zagreb, uh, I'm going to piss Rezikov here and say they're going to top the group. I believe in West Ham. I think they've got a really good team and they're, re- and they're shit hot right now. Uh, I think it's West Ham, Dinamo, Ghent, and Rapid Vienna. <laughs> yeah. I think I'm going gonna, I'm, I'm gonna to stick with Rezik. <laughs> And, fair, and, fair. and goes uh, and say that Zagreb will finish above them and because they, they are like shit hot right now but it's a long Premier League season and it's an in, like there's a lot of pressure on in the Premier League whereas Zagreb will not have those league pressures in like anywhere near what West Ham have it's the true. other thing is that they did bring in depth but we're yet to see how some of these new players fit in like yeah. just because he's just because he's Czech, like I was convinced that he's going to be as good as Sufal, but it doesn't mean that. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm interested to see how how those new West Ham players fit in. Um, but yeah, I'm going to say Zagreb because of less league pressures. I think Fikel Antonio is going to absolutely have a field day in the Europa League, <laughs> in my opinion. <laughs> he's going to be bossing everyone around. Yeah, he probably will. <laughs> how many goals can he score this season? Champions League, uh, Europa League, or all, um, all competitions? All comps. 
25, I reckon. 25? Yeah, I reckon. I reckon. I reckon. The way he's looking at the moment. I'd love to see it. So good. I reckon, even though he's 31, I feel like he's still in his prime. Yeah, for the type of striker he is. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, 25 goals in all comps this season, I think, is definitely unachievable for him. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah. So, that will uh, round out our European uh, group stage breakdown. Obviously, there is a lot more to cover in the Europa League, but we don't have all day <laughs> at the end of the day. <laughs> that was uh, a lot to take in. That was a lot to take in, and we've been talking for 50 minutes nearly. So, yeah. Uh, we'll, with that, And with that, we'll uh, sign off. Look out on our, our Instagram for our group stage predictions. That's 40yardswitch.pod uh, on Instagram. And, uh, of course... Uh, Follow us on Spotify, uh, the 40-yard switch, like we say every episode. <laughs> and Instagram. Uh, and, uh, yeah, um, that'll be us until next week where we back to regular, regular scheduled uh, programming. programming. And, we, and we might see Cristiano Ronaldo's um, Premier League return this yeah, weekend. Yeah, we will. Yes we, yes, we probably will see that. Very exciting. I mean, you might see Arsenal finally get points on the board. <laughs> wouldn't well, hold I, your breath. I wouldn't hold my breath for that either. All right. Bye for now, guys. See ya.